All right, what's up, everybody? I'm here with Matt Walland. And um, just so you guys know, Matt has a YouTube channel. And if you guys haven't checked that out, go ahead and check that out now. He does the YouTube top reviews on pretty much all the smaller boats. So what do you what are you coming in at about 140, 135, 140? Yeah, usually 135, 140 on a good day. I have a couple of beers in me, maybe. Well, see, there you go, 145. Well, after after <laughs> some some cascades laps, I think I lost 10 pounds after 10 cascades laps. So or, I, the, I got, or that down or that downward West Fork walk with sting running by yellow jackets. I got stung, by the way. I actually have video of me doing that Russian like dance. I got stung on my legs and CJ went jumping around. So I got some funny video that's gonna be that's gonna be included in the um the on water review of the I got I got three of the I got three of those on my legs to go with that run. <laughs> yeah, in this in this little uh podcasting slash video, whatever it is, we're gonna be going over the new dagger kayaks code. Matt actually had a chance to get in the small for the weekend. I did the large and the medium, so we both have pretty good experience, probably more experience than a lot of people, actually, because we, we did a lot of paddling over like three days, so it's like, um, yeah, I'd like to hear your opinion on the small, and I'll have an on-water review coming on the medium slash large. I won't go much into the large, but Matt will have like a walk around coming on the, the um, small, so that'll be out, I think it's premiering tomorrow. But by the time this is by the time this is done, it's probably already out. So you guys can go check out the small, and um, yeah, he'll go over it kind of like what I did about like because each design is a little different. They're all kind of different. So just because the medium has like sixteen inches of rocker, that don't mean the small does. Just because the medium has a a more softer rail, that don't mean the small does. Because what Dagger does, they don't just take a CAD and then upsize it like. 10% or whatever. They design boats for each size. So it can be a completely different design. Piranha does that too. That's why the small scorch might be different than the medium. The medium might be different than the large and the medium is different than the large. So they don't just upsize CADs. Does that make any sure. sense? No, yeah. I mean, even looking at the scorch videos, the small scorch looks totally different than the medium and large. They're looking like they're doing the stern of the the Scorch X on the small Scorch. So be interested to see how that turns out. Yeah, and and the video he's referring to is uh, Sal Montgomery. She's one of the the team pilots for Piranha, and she's got one of the first small Scorches out there. And then um, I went and checked that out too. And he's right. What what it looked like Piranha has done on the small Scorch, they've made a very the medium and large, if you've seen my reviews or, or his review on it, it's like a wide back end on those. And it looks like what they've done with a small. Is that right, Matt? It's like, it's real narrow. Yeah, it looks real, real thin on the end if you look at it. Plus, it's got the same decal like the X, which is, it's just interesting. If you see her video of her surfing and stuff, the actual bow looks like it kind of concaves in a little bit too compared to the bow of the medium and large where they're just kind of, you know, shaped off on one side or the other. Like they're more. I don't, I don't know if you, I don't know if you <laughs> noticed that, but the bow actually looks like concaves in kind of like an ozone a little bit. I was going to angle she's paddling, but. And this is a production one, right? Uh, that She says it's a prototype on her Instagram account. So. Oh, if it's a prototype, I kind of give those a pass, but if it's one of their first run productions, you know, it is what it is. Sometimes, sometimes uh, 
a manufacturer will run like a few batches because she's there in the UK. So she's getting them right out of the damn oven probably. So it's like, those could be all wonky and they're trying to find out the shape on it. Just a theory. I mean, I don't know. I don't yeah. know until we see it. For sure. So yeah. Do you know you, have you already purchased one? Um, I can't buy one yet, but I'm definitely going to buy one. You know me. By the, by the way, everybody, <laughs> this dude, <laughs> uh, he might have a slight issue with, um, with purchasing new boats. He just got a brand new code. Is that right? You just picked it up from the NOC. That's right. NOC uh, has my life saving for sure. Johnny Ortiz, you know. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it probably doesn't go in Johnny's. Does he get a commission? I don't, I don't think so. Maybe well, just a pat on the should. back or something. He should at this he point. Should, he should. Yeah, so. No, but, I mean, uh, in reality, though, it, it's I do it for the YouTube channel in some in some aspects. But I do a lot, buy a lot of boats. I was like, hell, I might as well do a YouTube channel based off small boats because no one else does anything. No, um, and that's that's one of the things that we have talked about is how there's no there's no like smaller YouTubers out there. And a lot of the team team people, men or women that paddle for these manufacturers, they don't focus on YouTube. So it's almost like they'll throw something out on their Instagram or Facebook. And they'll call it a day. It's like, okay, I did my part. It's like a eight second clip of like just picking a boat up. Yeah. It's always, I mean, when I was looking at boats, it's always nice to see non-professional people per se to give a review or their um, point of view on a boat because well I mean, the big thing any, non-sponsored by the company well that too yeah <laughs> i mean because any any pro can make a boat look good even if it's a piece of crap so yeah and that, know, it, it is what it is that that's one of the things is like when i was um testing boats for dagger it was like i always kept in mind that you know, even though I paddle a little harder and a little stronger, I have to keep in mind from a beginner standpoint, because then I would do like a review on it for them. So this was like five, six years ago, I would, I would take a design and I would paddle it. And then I would have a spreadsheet where I talked about initial stability, secondary stability, edging, eddy turns, you know, just all the normal stuff that we talk about in reviews. And, and one of the things is, you know, I can't just say, oh, it did this great. I had to think of it from a, um, like a new buyer's perspective. Like, I can't just say, oh, yeah, every one of the team guys are going to love this. But there were some of them you're like, oh, the team guys will love this, but you'll never fucking sell one. <laughs> like, I guarantee nobody's going to buy one with that squirrely ass tail. I mean, that's a good idea um, to have those things ahead of time when you're doing a review. I've started doing a little bit of that, too, like thinking like, hey, I need to think about this and that and that and that. When you start doing reviews, you just kind of do basic stuff. But, yeah, and more and more I've done, I've realized I need to focus more on different things. But it's not about who has a better YouTube channel or who's getting more views. It's really about the people out yeah. there and getting get knowledge out there to them and making the best, having them have the knowledge for the best decision making when they buy or demo a boat or whatever. Yeah. That was the whole reason of, of doing YouTube was yeah, because I couldn't memorize all that stuff while I was paddling. So I started putting GoPros on and paddling boats and then I would like say what I thought about it as I was paddling. And I would take that footage and give it to the design team, which is a cool experience. And then I was like, dude, after I left Dagger, I was like, I'm going to start posting this on YouTube. You know what? I'm just going to start doing that and post. And it's to help people out. Same thing as what you were just saying was if I can get more information out, because I feel bad if somebody gets a boat on my recommendation and then they don't like it. And I feel like I failed. 
<laughs> I feel like I'm I don't know. I get that. Yeah, it's always like... a hard. It's always a hard thing, especially with the the half slice market. Holy crap! Like everybody's like, <laughs> which half slice do you get? I'm like, it really it depends on so many different factors. But I mean, yeah, I mean you don't want to give bad advice to people, but you give the facts, and you know, the best yeah. thing I can always say is go go really demo a boat, meaning outfit it and demo it for a whole day. Like you can't just hop in a boat at NOC and go down class two and say, Oh, I demoed a boat. Like you got to put that thing on some lease class full of water outfitted the way you want. And that's yeah. really why I buy boats. I mean, yeah, some people would say it's stupid, but the only way I get the feeling actual feeling for a boat is demo. I mean, outfitted the way I want and paddling on some good rivers. And that might mean taking a loss on a boat, but that's okay with me. Yeah, there's nothing worse than a, a poorly outfitted boat where you can't. And and that's another thing. I've tried to make videos of outfitting videos, and I try to preach about outfitting because when you're not outfitted, you can't transfer that energy as well. You can't feel the current. And it shocks me when I meet people and they don't even have any hip pad foam in. They're just like sitting in the seat. And when they roll over, sometimes they just fall out. And they're like, I can't roll. I was like, you're falling out of the fucking boat, dude. I was like, you don't even have any foam in there. It's like, well, I don't want to get stuck in it. I'm like, you're not well, getting stuck. You're fine. Well, especially with Piranha and being a small guy, like Piranha, you've got to outfit your, I mean, you got to put in hookers. You got to raise the seat with pads. I mean, I got to. Oh, it's a puzzle. <laughs> I mean, very no just getting in a Piranha and paddling. And if you do, you're not truly paddling a Piranha. Um it's not a bad thing necessarily. It's just, that's what you got to do with them. And yeah. Um, like you said, to engage those edges, like when I was paddling that medium scorch, I still actually haven't paddled it with it fully outfitted. Cause CJ, my buddy CJ has it now, but um, you know, when I paddled with you on the Koei that day, like I didn't have it outfitted the way I wanted to. So it was hard to engage the edges. And uh, you know, that's one thing people got to remember when they try these boats out, they can't just jump in and be like, Oh, that sucked. Cause it, didn't do the way I wanted to. You really got to outfit it and make sure, especially make sure your hips and thighs are engaged. And a lot of people run seat pads. I don't run seat pads in a lot of boats, but you know, you ran a seat pad and a lot of people need to be elevated up. If you, I don't know, do you remember how low that scorch medium felt to me? Oh, yeah. I would even run a seat pad in it. I didn't have one in it, but I was like, if I would have kept that boat, I would have had a seat pad in it because the scorch set very low. It's a very, and piranha seats in general set low. If you notice that they're very, they, you, they swallow you up into the boat. Yeah. I had five, I had five seat shims in a, in a small ozone that I had one time. So I get we'll that. See. There you go. <laughs> even in the small ripper, I got three seat, seat pads and, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one outfitting that, yeah, we can go on about outfitting because I can tell you, I don't know how many Jackson boats. I think you paddle a lot of Jackson boats, actually. It, the thing with Jackson boats, it functions really well. When I first seen that shoestring shit, I was like, why do they put shoestrings on your bulkhead, on your back, man? But one thing I found out real quick after paddling Nirvana and for paddling the Antics, it works really good. It's a really good. I just don't like the way the knee position and the way their thigh hooks are. And I'm not a big fan of their bulkhead system either, but it, it, it all works. It really does work. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't mind the creek boat outfitting so much, but like the happy feet or whatever they call yeah. it. That, the pump yeah. stuff on your feet, is, that's terrible. Like the, the Rockstar. 
Um, another thing is I'm not I'm paying on the rock stars, the seat, the happy seat. Like every time you get in, it's different and just annoying. Like uh, I'm a foam guy. I just put mini cell foam and then glue it and I'm set. I like yeah. something really nice and confirmed that I can push off of when I'm trying loops or cartwheels. That thing would just move from side to side all the time. I don't know how those guys use it personally. No, outfitting daggers got it figured out to be completely honest. It's, and uh, I, I like the Waka personally too, but yeah, daggers the best just personally. Well, yeah, well, I, I, I agree. You know, what surprised me was how simplistic Waka was and how well it functioned. You notice it, it works really well. But I mean, their bulkhead's unsafe. Their bulkhead has gaps at the top and bottom. If you if you peach on something, your foot could go behind that bulkhead and stick you in the boat. Uh, what what else? Their plastic grab handles. Jesus Christ, we could go on all fucking day about who's going to put a plastic strip we grab could, handle. Good about that because my go. You, you know the goat's one of my go to boats, but if I get pinned, I might die. So you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be a way of testing that plastic grab handle because, you know, I'd love to get someone like EG on here and have him go on because I'll argue that with him. Like, what are you fucking thinking, though? <laughs> Who's going to put plastic on grab handles? So, yeah, man, about the code, it's, uh, it's a sweet boat. I got it here in the background. You can't see it. But, um, yeah, um, I tested it out on the Cascades for one lap after paddling the medium ripper. Definitely felt a lot better in that than the medium ripper on the Cascades. I could see that. <laughs> that, was, that was a shit show, the first lap on the Cascades for me. It was um, funny. And- yeah, I was walking up, and I was watching you come down, and I was like, oh, boy, he's in that <laughs> ripper. And, and, and for a lot of people that don't know, the ripper – you know, if you've seen any of the videos that we made on the Ripper, it doesn't have a lot of rocker in the bow. So you get your rocker from tail loads. Is that right? You, you Yeah, you you get your, your rocker when you load the tail and come off a boot. The problem with the Cascades, you can do it, but it's very, it's not for someone that doesn't paddle the Cascades a lot. So you got to look at it from his point of view. He's not down here doing 15 laps every time it releases. Like, I figured it out, and I know about where to time it and load it. But <laughs> I'm watching about I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> like he's going to yeah, get I'll, to work somewhere. Almost ruined my whole weekend, knocking my elbow out on the horns of God, you know. But it's all good. But then the code, the code was Captain Sabaho and came through and then um, took care of you after that. The code felt really nice. Never, never been before. You know, I, I got it out of your van, slapped some outfitting in it real quick and got in it. And, uh, yeah, it felt awesome, man. Um, you know, going down the Cascades and a new boat, for someone like me, could be a scary experience. But, um, yeah, it took care of me for sure. Uh, I mean, I rolled on Chinese feet, but that was my fault. And the water was literally dropping out while we were running it, which was insane. It's crazy because I, I didn't know they were turning on that early, but it, it started filling up at like 245. 245? Holy crap. Yeah, because I got there around about maybe 130, 140. I was there just, you know, doing my, my normal walkthrough and all that. And I was like, I was, as soon as I got done with the walkthrough, I noticed the water was already starting to rise up. And I was like, holy crap, it's already rising. It literally was dropping. I don't know if you noticed, if you saw me on it, but like, I got through Kahuna. I mean, Kahuna was even a stretch. When I got through that, I was like, damn, I should just get off the river because it's like, I mean, it was shrinking like crazy. Um, 
So I tried to take the middle line at Chinese feet, and it was literally like trying to do an attainment up the river, which is not possible. That run uh, is manky. For anyone that doesn't know the Cascades, we're talking about the Nidahala Cascades, and man, when it, it it's manky with water, when a normal release with a when it's got about four hundred, you've done it at four hundred, which is like good. Six hundred's even better. Nine's probably about to cut off. It gets too dangerous, but about four to six. Wow, that's such a fun run. It's so fun, but you start getting uh, around the 250. I think it was 250 that day. I don't know what it was when I finished. Probably 100. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it it get down to natural flow. Yeah. So, um, so that day and the day we, the Saturday we ran the West Fork, um, just so people know, I had the seat in your demo. It was middle. Um, and I was still catching some, some back enders, um, slightly. Not terribly, mm-hmm. but it was catching me a little bit. Um, comparatively, you know, best thing I can compare it to is a goat because I don't really have another creek boat. Um, I have the billy goat. That's more <clears> of a medium <throat> boat, so I'm not going to compare apples to apples there. But even the goat, I don't really get stern or back ended, and yeah. the code was catching me on the stern quite a bit. So then Saturday night when I actually got my full production boat that came from NOC, I outfitted it and moved the seat pretty much all the way forward. You knew that yeah. from paddling it. You're like, I'm I'm knocking this forward. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. Paddled one day, and I'm like, okay, I can tell you right now, i got to be forward or back. And I think, I mean, you saw me on Saturday, dude. I mean, I could splat that thing just <clears> about <throat> yeah. stern squirted. I mean, not all the way by any means, but, I mean, I could get it under, which is yeah. crazy for a creek boat. Um, so, yeah, I moved that thing forward, pumped the uh, thigh braces one, and it did make a world difference. I'll tell you, it paddles great, even with the seat forward. All that bow rocker, it evens out the weight. And uh, my buddy was watching, like, my lines on the on the, on the the boat, and it actually raised my parting line on the water up by, like, probably half an inch, just moving the seat forward. Because you moved the seat forward, and it balanced it out more in the center. You felt right. you were fit, sitting back because – as you know, I've got all three. And when I was comparing them, the small is differently. It doesn't have as much volume behind the tail as the medium. I mean, we're talking right. drastic, right? drastic, yeah, drastic drastically. Different. So it's not just a little bit smaller. It's just drastically a different boat. And the edges look like they were a little sharper on it too. No, for sure. Um, yeah. The edges are awesome, man. Like, I mean, I can whip that thing into Eddie, no problem. It feels it feels like a ripper almost in the fact that you can just just carve that thing into an eddy or it's a turn bold it around comparison the right there, buddy. It is a bold comparison. But I'll tell you, I mean, it's caught me even off guard <clears throat> like a ripper occasionally and put me over. Um which I don't roll down river a lot, which I think I rolled down river like four times this weekend. Um, which isn't a bad thing, but yeah, I mean, it's a good thing for me because, like like they say in the video, it's like a beginner to expert boat. But, um, you know, being an advanced boater, I like some edge, and it's, it's a great boat. It's not like a Zen 3, which was pretty much primarily for a beginner. It's totally, like, primary stability. It's hard to even flip that thing over. Like, the code, man, you can mm-hmm. – it's nimble. You can, you can go back and forth on that thing. It's awesome. Yeah, and see, the Z3 is actually the boat that, you know, the code. So so right now is actually a really good time to be in that river runner or creeker category because you got boats like the Z3, the Piranha Scorch, the Dagger Code, I guess the Billy Goat, 
and probably I wouldn't say the Z5. I would say the Z5 is more like a true creeker, like a downriver type creeker. Uh, so there's actually a pretty good, that's a good comparison too, is the, the Z3. And that's what, that boat was made too damn soft. That might be the softest boat ever. I've only been in it once. I'd like to do a full on review on one, but I don't know anybody that actually owns one. <laughs> so. so I got it. I got in an NOC and like, I couldn't even roll. Like I couldn't <laughs> not, I couldn't even get it over to roll. Like that's how much. The initial stability was insane. The, yes, the like, way they did the, so it was really wide and I looked at it and it just transitioned like that. And it was like, almost like a fishing kayak to me. I was like, wow, yeah. give so me the a damn code, fishing rod. The code feels more like, yeah, I can get it on edge, but it's more like a, a rounded edge like mm-hmm. this. Like when you get it on edge where the, the scorch, even the medium, like I can get it on edge and kind of sit it there like that, wobble one way or the other. Which is nice though when you're going down a river, it deflects waves and like rocks, like going mm-hmm. through the green, it would just shed rocks right off the side, like no issue. Yeah, with that rail that's tucked up under on it, they they tuck those rails down and then taper that off the sidewall really deep. And and that's one thing I was noticing in the walkthrough was that yeah, it's wide, but it tapers off and there's a rail there. So I think I think Dagger nailed it as far as a all around. Like uh, maybe you can you you can add to this, but I think Dagger nailed it as far as like an all around downriver slash creek boat training. We're talking like someone walks in the NOC and says, "I'm starting out kayaking. What do you recommend?" You could say a um, a code and like sell them a spray skirt, helmet, life vest, and get them out on the water and get them some training. Wouldn't you think so? With no, I agree. Be- I, be, I agree because my style of teaching somebody a boat is not to put them in some full displacement boat where they can just go down river and not have to worry about edges. I think the code has a great balance of good edge control that you have to learn and but also good initial stability where they're not going to just be flipping over on little crap all the time. So like it gives you that you can start out as a beginner, but you can also use the code to progress in advanced paddling, which is, it's nice in a boat. Not a lot of boats can do that. It's either usually one or the other. Um, like a lot of the piranha boats are obviously more extreme edging. Beginner paddlers aren't going to like that as much, uh, with the exception of the Machno, which is more like a kind of get in and go and not to worry about flipping over type boat. But Have you paddled a Machno much? I've paddled a small once on some class two stuff. I personally did not like it. It felt really slow to me and didn't have a lot of edge and was hard to carve and felt like a tank. You paddled a nomad, a small nomad? I have not paddled a nomad ever. No. Well, well, you need to. <laughs> <laughs> you want something with no edge and slow. Well, there you I go. a small mama way back when NFL slow. The uh, seven five, still... the original mama? Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Seven five or the. You know, man, man, I grew up on uh, spud boats and whatever. Yeah, so. and, and I get it. You know, like like we were talking about, a lot of smaller paddlers, especially here in the southeast, they always paddle bigger boats. You look at somebody like Levi Rhodes, you know, he's always like, screw that. <laughs> I want a large. The dude wants a fucking large scorch, like at like 140. <laughs> I mean, I can't I can't comprehend that. I mean, but I, I, I can't no, comprehend that. I don't even want a large scorch. I'm like no, 180. Levi, Levi's an awesome dude. I have no anything towards him, but like, I, I don't get it. For, I don't know. I don't know. I could never do that. I, I wish I had like, his number. Fuck it. I, I need to, I should hit him up right now and just pull him in. Pull him in. I, I, would, 
I would be getting pinned left and right on the green if I was in a large boat or even a medium. Uh, I mean, I know Elliot from NOC paddles a medium. He's like, dude, getting a medium, like a medium feels like a damn barge to me. I would, I'd rather get back into 10 times on a river and have to roll up than have yeah. a medium boat. Well, that's probably your, your play boating background. You're used to kind of like working that, that current a little more. It seems like to me when, when you get in larger boats, anyway, for me anyway, when I get in a larger boat, I feel like I'm detaching myself from the river a little bit and I'm driving over things. But then when I get back in a smaller boat, I feel like I'm, I, I sit down in the water and I use the flow a little more. I'm a little more conscious of lines when I'm in a smaller boat, if I'm in a bigger boat, like I paddle that Scorch X shit, I didn't even care, dude. I'm like, I'm going for everything. I would look for shit to just run over because it was like, I was so high out of the water and the amount of bow rocker was allowing me to go over things. So I find that that bigger boat is kind of like a trade-off. Like I paddled the large code and I paddled the medium code and large codes and they're drastically different boats. They're drastic, but the large. Yeah, yeah. Me, for me, it's like, a, it's a, like you say, it's like a trade-off. So you're trading off uh, down river. Yeah. I could paddle a medium boat yeah. just fine and go over pretty much any damn feature. I could go blow through probably any hole in the upper golly with a medium boat. No problem. But like tight technical rivers, I don't like it. I would well, get after pinned. a while, after a while, that's really not fun anymore. Just blowing over everything. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's where I had a problem with the Nirvana. That's why I started disliking the Nirvana. I felt like it was so big that that thing would just blast over everything. Unless I got on massive, massive rivers, it really didn't even shine. I didn't think the Nirvana was that good on Southeast Creeks. And then I took it out West. Wow, this boat's fucking good. It's a really good boat, really good boat out West. But at down yeah, here, we, like, it's just okay. Like if we went out there and paddled, I'd like to take the Billy Goat because it's long, a little longer and um, faster and stuff than the, than the code. Uh, I feel like I would do better with that. But, like, the code as far as southeast, man, that thing's going to be a freaking monster. Like, it's really good. It's it's going to be a really good boat, um, no doubt about it. Yeah, I think I think for the southeast paddlers, especially southeast and northeast, you know, those New Hampshire's, Maine, New York, it's the same style. It's 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 a little more mankier than, than um, you know, down in the southeast. And those West Virginia-type boaters, too, I think the code is would be an excellent choice for that style of creeks in my opinion and probably Colorado too a lot of the Colorado stuff is kind of like I always I always say Colorado is more like big volume mank <laughs> if that makes any sense you know you get all that stuff it's big volume mank but a boat like like the Phantom or Nomad went extremely well out there so that tells me the code's probably going to do extremely well out there too was it something negative because that's what I want to know what what was your what was your worst takeaway from the code? We all know uh, the good shit. We all we all need to. Yeah, we I know you fluffed um, it all weekend, but I want to hear some some. No, negative. I mean really the only because I heard you ran into Snowy out there. I did, yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> no, the only negative outfitting wise, the only negative I have is the thigh. For me, at least, the thigh hooks are a little thin. I like to see a little a little uh, broader thigh hooks, kind of like Waka and stuff. Um, or at least some options like a hooker or style for like, like mm. Piranha gives you. Um, and Jackson's knees, knees. Don't forget your yeah, Jackson's yeah, some, some, knees. Some, something, I don't know. But anyway, the, the leg lifter does help that and kind of counteracts that. Um, your, my skinny thighs falling out. But I'm when like to have chicken. When you're saying too thin, you're saying the, the thigh braces felt flexible or? 
No, no, like they just don't come out wide enough. Mm. So like my knees can fall out. But like I say, if I push that um the leg lifter up enough, it kind of pushes my thighs in there and, and it really didn't run into an issue. Have you adjusted your thigh hooks? Did you try that yet? I moved them forward. One. Okay. You went one notch forward with the thigh hooks. You yeah, didn't go which back. Which did help. No. You wanted it to kind of hit more into well, the Well, because my, my seat went all the way forward. Oh, that's right. So. Yeah, you you did right then because you moved. When you move outfitting, you want to move seat, bulkhead, and thigh braces kind of kind of yeah. like together. I always tell people that. Don't just move the seat and say, I'm good. Move your bulkhead and thigh braces all as one unit. Yeah, the only other negative, like I say, is it's a true small boat. So it's going to mm -hmm. be one of those boats where somebody my weight's really going to have to decide, even at 135 or 140, is a small right for them or is a medium right for them? I think that's the biggest question we'll both get on these reviews, you know, which size is going to be best for people. It's kind of like CJ. He bought a small, and he's 165. I already, had, he, I already pulled him aside. Yeah, you know, but it's like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know the, the easy response to that question that people ask me, but, like, like I said personally earlier in this podcast, like, for me, if it's between getting back injured occasionally and paddling a small boat but having more maneuverability and getting tired less, especially on a freaking hike like the like the West Fork where you gotta carry it forty minutes down a hill, like small all day long. Yeah. Um now if we were going out to North Fork Payette, maybe I would take the medium, but like I would take the small probably ninety percent over the time at like one thirty five, one forty. Um if you're one fifty that's one of those ranges, man. It's right on the edge. Like, it's probably uh, – I don't know. Yeah, it's good you mentioned that because I had all three sizes lined up. And one of the things – one of the biggest questions I started getting uh, through, like, the review is, what size should I be? Should I get a small or medium? And it seems like a lot of people are stuck in between the small and medium. And I, I think people don't realize how small the damn small is. I actually had a plan of paddling the small, medium, large until I sat in the, the small in the parking lot. And I went, wow. <laughs> Dude, you would be get, you would be floating down the river. I'm like still going to paddle it. I'm still going to paddle it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, make, I, I'm making you take that, that down the green at 200%. And just like ride off the tail the whole way. It just, it, yeah. the thing was, it had a very low deck on it, very low setting deck. And I don't like a low setting deck. I like my knees to be in a kind of good upright position. It set my knees low and it was a little thick in the thigh area. So, it, and I, I could just, you know, it's a feeling you get. You're like, wow, this is way too damn small for me. So, when, when CJ told me, oh, I, I ordered a small, I'm like, dude, you're like 160. <laughs> you're, just, you're not that much, like, lighter than me. And I was like, dude, I can tell you right now, I think he would be, especially, now, this applies to creek boats. You can get away with this on half slices, as you know. You can go, like, uh, with the small on a half slice. But when it comes to, like, river runner creekers, I'm like, dude, go to the medium. You're, he's just going to be subbing out on everything. He'll never do the true potential of the code by going into small. I think he's going to push his rails down, and it's going to go, like, too low. He's going to be floating too deep in the water, and the boat won't perform properly. That's just a theory. Maybe I'm wrong. No, Maybe yeah, I, I don't know. I would like to paddle the medium just to <clears> give it a shot, but what is the width on that sucker, like 27? 27 inches on the width on the medium. Yeah, I see, I, I mean, dude, I would have to put – four seat shims easily on each side i mean uh, oh you're gonna know. be hitting your elbows too it would be it would be a monster boat i mean that, that's where it comes into trouble on me like it's like 
Somebody like 125, though, holy crap, the small is going to be like so good, so good. Yeah. So any uh, girls out there or small guys, if you're around that weight, it's going to be like really good boat for you. Now, I don't know, like I said, we don't know about the small sports yet, but as of right now, that coat is definitely uh awesome design. Um, you know, not not being partial to it or anything. It, it is a good boat. Um it's fast. It comes off the off the speed good, like right off the bat. And um like if you're stopped and just turn into an eddy, man, it, it's got good speed. You can check out a couple clips of Go Left that I ran this weekend. Um yeah, it just plows through stuff. I, I liked it a lot. I noticed what uh, you might have seen this too. Right around the knees area, it's very wide, right in front of your knees. So when I would come off stuff, it doesn't sub out at all. It lands flat there and it takes off. And I think that that also helps. So even if the bow rocker, the bow rocker helps me initially get off a booth, but then when I land in aerated water, I noticed it just landed like really wide. It had a wide feel up there. Did you notice that? Like when you landed, I think I watched that go left line that you sent me. Yeah, if you can see my go left line, like the bow like goes up after I land and like almost over the that middle rock, you know, that you have to avoid. Yeah, I think it's um, hitting all, that all American, plane. All American booth. I got a really nice booth off that this weekend too. That was pretty sweet. Um, it did sub out in Kahuna though. I mean, I took the very middle line <clears> and it it didn't really sub out per se. It plugged, but like it came right up, like it was like shot out like a rocket. Well, so, that's a good I mean, thing. So it was very predictable in the way it resurfaced. So you felt when it when it subbed, it didn't go up. Because one of the things you're always worried about is is a boat's unbalanced and it goes up to the left or the right. You're saying it went down and just came straight back up. And you oh, yeah, off. it came straight back up. And I'm sure it only subbed because one, I, I beat it and didn't take a good boost stroke. Um, so that's not the, bo- the boat's fault by any means. Um, what happens? And two, I'm probably on the heavier side. I mean, yeah, they say 100 to 160, but... I say even 130 to 140, you're probably on the heavy side of that boat. I mean, dude, <laughs> I sat in it and I'm thinking 110, maybe 105. Let's just go ahead and make a new weight range for the, the small coat. 100 yeah, pounds say, to 145. I would say yes. I would say yes. I mean, it, truly, if you're doing a, a class five plus, I would say 140. Yeah, because I was like, at 180, I was like, I'm way too heavy just sitting in the parking lot. I was like, I'm way too heavy for this. Yeah, we got to do a video. You're saying you're heavy. You felt heavy in it. We got to do a video of you in the small. Well, I mean. How about this? How about this? I got a video idea. You in the large code, me in the small code. You know, I can literally crawl up in the field. I don't, I know. That's why let's put a, let's put a stack (laughs) of books in it. That's what we'll do. We'll put like some, we'll put like, um. We'll put like those, uh, those, those books. What are they? The, I, I I've actually got some, some uh, guide books. We'll stack some guide books up so you can set in it and let you paddle the large and I'll paddle the small. How about that? <laughs> well, it'll probably work out better for you than me. Maybe. Yeah. Well, talking about edges on the code. I mean, you saw me on the West Fork, like I'm telling you, it's got sharper edges than people were going to think um, on the small. On the small, yeah. and I don't, I've never paddled the medium or large, but yeah, I like to hear Sage's thoughts on on the small and how she, how she thinks the edges and stuff. Are well, hopefully, hopefully like, I can get her on here um, and, and see because I'd like to hear her thoughts on the the small code because she's probably 
right around that weight range. You know, I'm not going to try to guess her weight and piss her off, but I'm just going to say she's probably within the weight range that between the hundred pounds to, you know, the 140. So I think she might be right in that sweet spot for handling that. And the way it, I watched her video going down the North Fork and the way it handled the North Fork, it makes sense to me. It flows. Yeah, I noticed you paddled the Phantom on the, um, uh, the untouch Untouchables. So I was curious to see her decision on that. No, I'd have to look into it. I've never paddled a Phantom. I need to borrow yours, see what it paddles like, just so I know. Oh, but, for sure. Well, you're definitely taking a step back on the Phantom if you <laughs> by paddling the code. And and the Phantom, to me, is more like a, a small medium. I, I guess it would be a true medium to me. I think it's a true medium. It's smaller than you think. It, to me, the Phantom fits smaller than the medium code. Now, what about the Billy Goat? Did you think that was a small medium? Or that's a small, small medium. Okay. Yep, definitely. I mean, that's what I, that's that's a, what I that's think. That's a medium. That's a medium. Yeah. You know those guys that wear the shirts? You ever see those dudes wearing the shirts so they could show their muscles? That, that's a medium. You need to I get did. a You need to get an extra, extra small shirt. Go put like like one of your wife's shirts on, and then flex. So so that's a medium, and that's how I felt the um the billy goat was. Yeah, that one. Um, speaking of the billy goat, that one, the tail on that one, I think they kind of messed up on, and you kind of saw that when you powdered it. But I was um, heavier for it. I wasn't a huge fan of that. I mean, I've I've paddled a lot of boats. I went to Air One River, but it ain't much running right now. Um, but. Green's pretty much been my testing ground. The the billy goat, it just felt like the tail gets pushed around a lot, and you can't load it at all for a booth, which I hated. Um, that was my biggest negative about that boat. Like, that's why I just from rather, the goat. Yeah, I'd rather just paddle the goat um, personally because I I felt I, just as comfortable. I had a I had a lot of time in the goat. Like you know, I got a lot of different runs in the goat, and I was like, damn, they nailed it. The the goat's a really good river. The goat is not close to a half slice i mean we could do another podcast and do like a whole thing on half slices because we paddled about every half slice out there but i agree with you it's like if i paddled a goat and then when i went to the billy goat i was kind of expecting kind of that same wow and it wasn't there i think when you added all that volume now i can't load the tail the thing just floated flat with me where the billy goat i would load that thing and come off that tail i didn't have the the goat i could load it and come off but the billy goat i couldn't load it it just got pushed around and then it loaded in those stupid, big, huge hand pockets they made. And then it would load and flip on you. Exactly, yeah. I, I mean, the wide stern on the goat, I mean, it prevents you from getting back in it. So there's really no need for the volume. I mean, if you're like 180 and under, you're going to – that boat is superb for anybody who wants like – I would say like 160 uh, and under personally. but Okay. <laughs> I but, think they um, have up to 200 on it. They do, yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't say two hundred by any means. <laughs> no way. I, I, I was throw, I was throwing out a number there. What do you weigh again? One seventy five. I like one seventy five, one eighty. Maybe after like a, like you said, all those cascades, laps, and walking West Fork, I probably lost about five or ten. But I'll gain it back by the next couple of days. Um, anything else on the code? I can't. Remember. I'm trying to think of anything that I, that I. We talked about the bow rocker. We talked about what do you? What's your opinion of daggers colors? I mean, I, I go on about that. Me personally, I'm going to give you my opinion of this, and then you could tell me. I I'm not a big fan of multicolor boats. I like a solid colored boat. I I really would like to see dagger go to like like five solid colors and do like a promotional or maybe a seasonal 
multicolor, kind of something badass and cool, but have your, your lime, your red, your orange, your yellow, and maybe do a pink or purple for kind of like a more kind of soft color and kind of like have that lineup. And then once a year, do like a promotional color, like something crazy for like a seasonal, you know, it could be, you know, whatever. That's my opinion on that. I'm not a fan of those multicolor boats. I don't know what you, it looks like you went solid red. Yeah, red's my favorite that they have right now. Um, not a lot of choices to choose from. I don't like the Aquafresh at all. It looks like a, a can of toothpaste. Um, and then the Aurora, Aurora, whatever you call it, it's, it's fine. I mean, honestly, I'd rather have that one than Aquafresh. But, yeah, I agree with you, man. I miss, like, a solid orange. I love orange. is my favorite color. Um, yeah. Dan used to get those solid orange Jackson boats, and he went to the pink. But, like, I'm yeah, a I wish they made solid a solid lime, yeah. I wish they made an orange boat. Um, you know, the Piranha mixing colors, they, they look good. I'm, yeah. I'm more partial Bagger, towards fake. Bagger does that, like, line thing. They call that the river? Look, it doesn't look very well. Um, I'm just yeah, not a so fan of it. I agree with you. I think they should do like a purple, pink, orange, red, lime, blue, maybe. I don't know. And, and from a manufacturing standpoint, that's a lot easier. I mean, you got to think for them to do a Cosmos, right? The molder has to go over there and weigh 24 pounds of black. He has to weigh, you know, this much teal, this much red, and this much Centra now. So it's like, three pounds, two pounds, until you get the weight, whatever the weight, the whole weight is. And bl- the, the margin of error is huge in manufacturing when it comes to that. Imagine now he goes over and weighs whatever, 35 pounds of just green, just blue, just orange. It, the manufacturing even gets easier. So yeah. to me, what they told me was that it was kind of their brand identity. And to get rid of that, you would kind of go in. Hopefully I can get someone on from Dagger, the project manager there, and, and he can argue to us. Cause I'll argue with him. I'm like, I'm telling you, I hate him. And he was telling me that it was like brand identity that you lose that identity, but I'm like, do it for a year. And if it doesn't work, then, then do all multis next year. How about that? Offset years. Would you be fine with that? So, yeah, I mean, it's trial and error. Who cares? Whichever, try it out, try some different stuff. Yeah. Get rid of the um, river. <laughs> personally, I think, aqua fresh people aren't a huge fan of you know it's kind of right now you get what you get because they're in there are no boats available especially i agree with you if i was going to go right now the color lineup and i'd go red first and if i had to go second i'd go aurora and yeah and then i would do aqua fresh and i would probably do cosmos last yeah i just I don't, don't like, like any i don't like any black it's just it gets I'm, hot yeah, i'm just not a fan uh, I agree. Yeah, like the Waka Black, too. It's so scratchy. Even the red, I mean, it's so scratchy. It's like crazy, Dude, but it looks, you should it looks see good. these Cosmos boats. <laughs> I've done like four or five. It looks so bad. It looks like I've just beat the shit out of them, and I really haven't. I was taking the cleanest lines I could find, and they just look brutal. That black, that Cosmos Black. So, Dagger listening right now, they should give us a medium rewind to give away to somebody. Because that's like a lucky pot of gold right now. Yeah, yeah, I think you need to you need to find a little leprechaun running around for that <laughs> one, buddy. People sure? people always post on those things uh, while we're on dagger. They always post on the on the gear swaps like in search of medium real. I'm like, good luck. You might they put you have ninety nine million dollars. You better have you real. better have chance of winning the freaking uh, mega millions, like one in one hundred seventy five million 
Jack medium Bond or small? The small rewind's pretty hot too. Hey, ain't it funny yeah. that nobody wants the large? Have you even seen a large? Have you ever seen one? Uh, I went to uh, Abnack River Company not too long ago, dude. They have like 19 larges. I'm not like every wow. graduate. There's like 15 to 19 larges lined up in the back. Like that, no. that, was, that was one instance right there that I paddled the large just kind of briefly. And when I, I was like, yow. I think they went nine foot four on it. They went really big. And that thing is almost exclusively a river runner. I mean, you, you've got like, 220 pound guys that struggle to get that boat stern squirted i was talking I to think, a dude the other day yeah. and he's like i can't get that large down i was like yeah dude you should be in a medium i'm like how heavy are you he's like i'm like 210 i was like oh for sure go medium move the seat forward that way you're not so tail heavy but a 220 pound guy could easily paddle the medium fine and he'd be playful yeah i was trying to think of anything else uh shoot looking back at this thing uh, did you figure out your your foot foam uh, I did, yeah. I got that going on. Okay. Um, Matt struggled with uh, putting foot foam in, just for you guys that didn't know. He didn't know the difference between his left and right. That's right. Done. I'm done. Got, got a low IQ. <laughs> uh, did they switch out the uh, the bolts? Like, I noticed that you had to have the Allen key and a Phillips head. Has that always been that? It's always been that way because it's been too hard to source out. Believe it or not, it's very difficult to source out that that Phillips head bolt. I've been going on about that. I hate it when manufacturers put two different styles of boats on two different styles of screw heads on things. You know, they have that, that button head or socket head, like uh, number four. They actually have three. Cause they have this, they have the, yeah, Allen well, key, yeah. the Allen key with the little dot in it, whatever you call that. The torques. That's like a security torques 25. Torques, and then the, yeah. And then the Phillips. So they actually have three on them. But I'll say, man, both the demo you let me try and my boat have been dry, super dry boats. Um, and you run river. a you run a bungee or or ran? Which one are you? Well, I did run a bungee on that because yeah. my only bungee I got that fits the cockpit are, yeah. Did you have I a like toe that. tether on when you did I, it? I, I like that vomiting pose there. Um, did you have a toe tether on while you did it? No, and no a toe knife tether. mounted on the front of your. At back? least have a at least have an IR cling on Empire, like the best bungee you can get. Yeah, you. No. Yeah, I used your bungee. Yeah, um, I used your your bungee in that video that I did of um, Rand versus bungee. That's a really good bungee. I admit that that is the top. And I'll be, when if you're going to go bungee, go that. Well, speaking of Johnny Ortiz, you know, I asked him today if he had a Royale in my size, but no, they do not. Oh no, small. If, no, I just don't have one right now. But I would use the Royale if I could. But you got to. But either on. way, you got a cling on and a cling on Empire. Yeah. What and you have a Rand. I have a ran for the uh, bigger stock topics like the goat and the okay. rivers. Yeah, I have. And you're saying, well, that was one of the things was, you know, Dagger used to catch a lot of crap about being the leakiest boat out there. But, man, when it comes to my, like, creek boats and, and river runners, it was dry. I mean, until I started messing around. I mean, if I start, like, flipping and trying, like, play around a lot, surfing and loops or something, I'm getting water in. But it's like – if I'm just paddling downriver, they're dry. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to bash manufacturers or anybody. I mean, so no, like bash them. I want to hear some bashing. Well, Bring the out prime, the bat. Both my rippers, they leak like sieves, and I've tightened things down. I've Check put your drain goop, plug. I put goop, yeah. I put goop on the, the bolts, and they You still took the drain plug out and looked at it? That's nice. Maybe I need to do that. So I took the drain plug off, put goop on it, put it on there, never leaked again. 
yeah. think about it, yeah. the ripper tail stays on the water the whole time. You know what's weird too? My antics, my small antics has no holes and it leaks like a sieve. And I actually put goop all around. The Whatever. Tank. Jackson's boats don't leak. Get the hell still, out of here. Still leaked with goop on the, the drain plugs. I don't know what's going on. No way. It's, it's got to be your spray skirt fit. It's all those little micro holes they have in the boat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Porosity. It's, uh, it's micro. Yeah, it's surface pitting and it's through the boat. No, that's. I, I don't believe you. I think you just got like a shitty spray skirt on the Jackson boat. That was one of the, the antics was one of the driest boats I've ever paddled. When I did get water in, it was usually down through my gear. It must be that IR Klingon then. I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe. Immersion research. Are you listening? I doubt it. <laughs> I'll, uh, how many uh, people, how many people do Werner have working for them? Cause their paddles about, are. I don't know. Maybe like 50. It's a big factory. Yeah. What, what kind of paddle you run? Strike 194, um, regular offset, small shaft. Small, man, what, a 194 and you're what, you're 5'9"? Five, five, yeah. And you're running a 194. Y'all hear that? He's, you should easily have a 197 or 200. Uh, you don't even want to know what I run for my playboat. Then. Oh, well, that's different. I give anybody a pass with playboats because you want fast strokes. Yeah. 191. That may, yeah, that, there's nothing wrong with that. Player, for a play boat. Yeah. Player 191. <clears throat> yeah, I like, a, um, yeah, I like I've never tried I've never tried a 197, so I don't know. It could be fine. I've you know, you tried. know I you know I got a Letman and I can adjust it to whatever length I want. So if you want to try a 197, just give me the word. One click. 197. <laughs> so I could buy four strikes. <laughs> yeah, if Warner would ship them. That's true. You're not That's buying true. any strikes, buddy. <laughs> You're buying I have whatever. One on order. I have one on order right now with Johnny. Uh, they should be here on uh, in September. So you didn't like the Stikine? I've never tried it. Have you ever tried a foam core at all? Never have, no. Once you go foam, you won't go back. I actually ordered a um, carbon, what is it, the Sherpa. I wanted to try that, so I ordered a That's carbon Sherpa. We'll yeah, see the, how Sherpa, that goes. the Sherpa was like the, um, the 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 one to the powerhouse, right? It was like a smaller version of the powerhouse. I think I think so. I, I do want to try <clears throat> one of those um, paddles, with the select paddles. I want to try those on a long, like kind of a couple for a couple of weeks. To see oh yeah, do. our buddy, um, our buddy Don at uh, High Water Hobbies, shout out! You had to slide that in there, didn't you? I yes. did. So the High Water. Hobbies. I do want to try one though. I do want to try one. I looked at them when I was there. I, did you look at his? Did you use it at all? I used it a little bit. My main complaint was like the blade on the bottom. So like when you're taking paddle stroke, it's like the blade on the bottom side doesn't doesn't come down enough and scoop the water. So it's almost like it forces you to take that vertical power, the paddle stroke, which is, I guess, a good thing in some sense. But if you're yeah. a little bit lazy, it's kind of like skips across the water like a rock. I don't know. We'll see. I've got a buddy here, um, Andrew Hiltbrand, and he lives here in Nashville. And he, uh, you ever seen the Ophion paddles? You, I've seen your reviews, but I've never seen one, actually seen one in person. Or to me, to me, they look like they're a higher end select paddle. Like that, that's the only thing with the select paddles. The, uh, I'm, I'm definitely curious. Hopefully Don will let one of us review one because there's really nothing out on them, right? I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen anything. <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean, who who's running? Hey, select. 
who's running your 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 damn PR department? I can't find. I'm, I'm not seeing a single video on select titles outside of what Don's put out, right? That's pretty much yeah. Yeah. yeah, but as far as like showing how the blade, just what you told right there was probably more information than their than their entire PR departments put out about that how that the, blade catch. Yeah, if anybody's <clears throat> interested, the paddle feels good. It feels light. It feels, feels strong. Real, real constructed. It's just like I don't know. It's something about the the bottom half of the blade that's like it needs like another half inch on it um, to cup the water a little bit more. I don't know. I told it's you, a different I, feel. Yeah, so I, I told Don I was interested, but I wanted to do more of a playboat paddle. Um, he, he told me different – there's different ones. I can't remember the name of them, but I wanted more of a play paddle and, and just kind of like offset – because all my paddles are like offset river runners. They're like Surge, Letman, Odachi, and, and the only play paddle I have is my old AT Superlight. And I wanted to use, I wanted something, if I'm like, if I'm going to use something, I want to see how it play an all around paddle, just like, you know, like a powerhouse or something without that yeah. offset blade. I can't remember the play betting when there's a pulse, the wilderness, maybe warrior, the warrior is definitely the, the creek bed one. The war. Yeah. I think it's the pulse. That was it. Maybe the pulse. The pulse is kind of like the all around play blade. Yeah. So I don't know. I've always been interested to try the AT. What's the AT playboat paddle? I know Buddy, AT's done. They're out of business. I know that. I know they're out of business. You're talking about the Samurai. Yeah, Samurai. I Samurai, Hercules, that. and Geronimo. Geronimo. That whole company went, Geronimo. <laughs> right? <laughs> we need to open a paddle company because you need to get paddles. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, good luck on that. You must not. You must want to go bankrupt. It'll be fun. You'll you'll yeah. sell you'll sell tens of them. What about accent paddles? You ever tried one of those? I don't know. The, the While we're on the topic of paddles. Yeah, the only person that's still hanging in there with accents, Bobby Miller. That dude, that dude, man, he's gonna go down in flames with the accent paddles. He's never paddled with anything else. Close clear up Bobby with a two hundred and twelve length paddle. I don't know. I don't know anyone that uses um Actually, I know um, there was a young kid, uh, one of the Long Creek kids here, Holt, Holt, Holt McSpasher or whatever they call him. He used to use one, and I used his on the Chattooga. Man, they feel tough. They're very tough, but shape-wise, they're terrible. They could definitely use um, use some design work, in my opinion. That was, and but I'm I'm giving them. I'm not giving them like an official review because it was only like like a few rapids I got to use it but I'd love to have one to kind of like go through an official review on because um they it, the what I noticed the, the shape was just not good I've never I've never seen one so I can't really comment on it. I'm just curious but they felt it felt bomber felt like you could like chop a damn tree down with it that's how those old lightning paddles used to be like literally you could run over them with a semi and they would just yeah, pop those right are yep those are, those are rebranded Robson paddles out of, um, I think, Germany. Is it Germany? Those things were sick. Yeah. Yeah, the old chloroform. I don't even remember that. They had, like, one was like a leaf and, you know, um, the American flag one. They were good. The lightning, the lightning paddles were tough. I think their shafts didn't, broke. Didn't they come back for a while? Who Didn't EJ try to make those for a he while? He distributed them out of the Jackson factory for a while. Were they the same type of quality or were they different? I'm not sure, but they used them there for a while. All the Jackson cronies, you know, they ran those all the time. 
they were the only ones, and then eventually they just went straight to Warner. I guess they finally woke up. Yeah. Warner's been doing it for 50 years. That's the problem. Good luck competing with somebody who's been doing something for 50 years. <laughs> but, yeah. I told you we could talk for, like, 12 hours. We could talk for three days about it. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, so so my ultimate goal is to try to get this on iTunes and Spotify because I don't think anybody's going to sit in front of a YouTube TV or YouTube phone and watch, you know, watch. Podcasts. I don't know, dude. You'd be surprised nowadays because, like I told you, like when I travel, I put YouTube on yeah, videos Netflix. and just, just watch You're videos. a danger. You're a danger to society. Danger to myself and others. Yeah, but I do the same thing. I know what you mean. You let it play. It's playing through <laughs> Bluetooth or it's playing through the speakers, yeah. So hopefully there'll be more ways of doing it. The code, look at that. That's his new um, That's his new screensaver, by the way. It is. We need to insert some videos in this thing. Figure it out. Yeah, we'll have some playing in the, the side. I'm going to have that one of you carping rolls and almost swimming at Mini Gorge. Oh, gosh. One to almost swim, that's for sure. You don't think so? <laughs> You're dying for me to swim, though. No, I don't want you to swim. Mm-mm, I don't want anybody to swim. I just thought it was funny. You didn't even take a single paddle stroke. And and I was like, the one I worried about the most was CJ. I was like, CJ's going to get his ass handed to him in that fucking axiom. <laughs> it's like, it's got no rocker. And I was like, he's going to plug that hole, go up. Believe it or not, dude, he styled it, didn't he? <laughs> that, that's CJ for you. you know? And then, uh, then you. I've yeah. with it for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he almost he almost messed up um, Flight Simulator pretty good. He ran far left. And he pitted himself in the top hole. Imagine if you were in that gladiator right there. Oh yeah, we got a. I got a gladiator on. When is that on water review coming out? It's already uploaded. It might drop. I could drop it tonight. You want to drop it live right now? I know a lot of people looking forward to that thing. Uh, You know what? That's a good idea. Hey, will you come on here if we can get Josh on here? Sure. Two of us, since we both have experience in the boat. I don't think he'll do it. But I'd love to get someone from Varus. I tell you what, I know I know a couple of their team pilots that would love to just kind of like come on here and fuck off. No, uh, no. That no, on water review, and you know what? When the on water review, I think I I was gonna I wanted to get that um that code one done pretty quick, a quick turnaround on it, and I'm and I'll drop that um, on water review on the the Varus Gladiator. Is yeah. there anything else you want to talk about to actually put in the video? Um, I can't think of anything else on the code. I think that's pretty much it. Um. I'll have an on-water review coming on the code. I'm sure you'll have some stuff on the code coming out. I know you yeah, have I got, to walk through. What do you got, got coming? Uh, see, I'll probably do a West a West Fork review with, and then a Nantahala and a Green combined. Okay, um, nice. And then I'm probably going to do a Billy Goat and Small Code. I know it's not the that's same a good, thing. No, that's a good comparison. No, but it's a medium versus a small boat kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good comparison, um, actually. Scorched, I'll definitely do a... A comparison on those two. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good, man. Well, I'll tell you what, that's pretty much all we got today. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. You know, it's went a little long, but uh, I can <laughs> I can go on about kayaks and, and bullshit all day long. But yeah, thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks for watching. Um, if you if you like this, leave a comment below and go over and check out Matt's channel. Um, what's your channel name, Matt? Matt Wallen. So Matt Wallen kayak type that in YouTube and it'll probably come up. He's going to have a lot more coming on the small code for you guys out there. You guys and girls out there that, that are interested in the small code. He should have some more stuff on that, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got in this episode. 
we will be doing more episodes like this. I don't know what the hell it's going to happen, how it's going to go down, but we'll, we'll just figure it out as we're going on. But yeah, thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks for watching. And I will uh, catch you guys next time. Deuce, deuce. All right. Deuce, deuce.